0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today is Tuesday. May the 24th, we thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman, and joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Fred uh, also serves as news director for American Family News, in addition to being co-host of today's issues, and probably our best utility fielder, uh, player. (laughs) You fill in for Bishop Jackson, Sandy. And and uh, Walker. And Walker. Yeah, 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 I run the gamut. Yes, so you... We can bring Fred off the bench and play him in many different positions. Let's use a baseball analogy. Uh, all right. And Chris Woodward sits across the way from me. Good morning, Chris.
2: Good morning. I manage the Texas Rangers in addition to working for AFN. Oh, do you now? I do. Okay. <laughs> We're- the manager of the Texas Rangers. Are you talking Chris about Woodward. the law enforcement agency or the <laughs> baseball team? Uh, the, Chris? the 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 franchise that pretends to be a baseball team. Oh,
1: yeah. See, oh. the
2: manager's oh. name is Chris Woodward.
1: Yeah. Oh, are you serious? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm dead serious. Wow. Okay. It's a hard. It's a hard juggle, <laughs> okay. but I make it work.
1: <laughs> so, so the actual manager's name of the Texas Rangers baseball franchise is Chris Woodward. Your name too, but you don't. You know, Chris, uh, somehow I don't think the salaries are in, <laughs> in the same <laughs> Well, you know, if,
2: if he works really hard, he can make as much as I do. Right. Okay.
1: I think he makes more in a year than you probably make in a lifetime. Yeah, probably.
2: It is funny, though, because one time one guy uh, confused me with the manager, and he sent me what I can only assume was a drunken tweet uh, where he was just ranting about the team and how bad the pitching was. To you? And, yes. thought
1: you were the Chris Woodward? Yes. Oh. It was – it was- <laughs> Did you tell him, sir? I, I, I in- wanted to
2: respond to be like, oh, yeah, well, take it up. With I live ownership. in Mississippi
1: and have little to do with the Texas Rangers baseballs. Now, hmm. wouldn't it be nice if
0: the front office of the team got confused and sent yeah. you a check?
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be convenient. <laughs> Pay off All- the student loans before Joe Biden does.
1: <laughs> All right. lot to talk about today, and we're going to get right to the news momentarily. right if you want to watch us on youtube go to you go to excuse me you want to watch us on the internet live video stream this here show go to youtube or facebook and just type in today's issues and you can watch there type in today's issues um hey we have our uh, holy land trip scheduled for march 2023 you know israel's been closed down basically for two years for the most part because of something called covid and uh And so, uh, but they're open for business, no vaccine shot required, and we're going, uh, Lord willing, in March of 2023, so 10 months from now, whatever that is. So our our itinerary is planned, the price is set, flights are booked, we're ready to go for those who are ready to see Israel. So if that interests you, uh, you just need to go to the following website and read all about it, T. Holy TW. It's my initials. TWHolyland.com. Read all about it there. And if you want to go with us, we would love. We always have many, many listeners.
0: And you will never be the same. Absolutely. I know that's that's a slogan. You went. But it is true.
1: It is true. It is incredible to go to the Holy Land. Absolutely. It's you know, a bucket list trip for many, many Christians. It is. So it is. We take trip. we take it very seriously, and we uh, it's uh, it's just a joy to take Christian pilgrims from America. Sometimes we have Canadians, Fred, mm-hmm. who join us for this trip. It's an annual tour. So uh, twholyland.com. Is the website to read all about it, Chris? What's happening over there?
2: Well, we've got a, a big update involving State Farm. Uh, they have decided to sever ties with uh, groups that are pushing LGBTQIA plus uh, for kids as young as five in schools. All that kind of became what? known in the last uh, yeah, in the last thirty six hours or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were stories. Uh, a group called Consumers Research made it known through emails that were leaked to them by what was described as a whistleblower, that State Farm was behind efforts to push LGBTQ books in schools for kids as young as five. Transgender books, Uh, non-binary books. Right. So that caused uh, consumers' research to uh, start an ad campaign. They were doing TV spots. They had mobile billboards. They even set up a website called uh, (laughs) likeacreepyneighbor.com to make it known what State Farm was doing. The update with this story is that State Farm has decided to end its collaboration with these groups, pushing these books. But I spoke with Will Held this morning of Consumers Research, and he says it's not even close to undo to undoing the damage State Farm has done. Clip one.
3: The email that we received asking Florida agents to donate these books was dated in January. And there are Facebook posts uh, as, as recently as April that show schools were accepting these books and putting them into school libraries. So these books are still on the shelves in schools today. And so if State Farm actually cares about undoing, cleaning up the damage that they've done, they need to do three things. First, they need to hire an external credible third party to audit every action that they took here and figure out who was involved and what actions were taken. They need to catalog and figure out every place that these books were donated where kids have access, kindergartners have access to these inappropriate materials. And they need to publish the audit and the list of these places. And they need to notify parents in these areas so that they can make sure their kids were not Uh, exposed to these materials that they were, you know, be able to have conversation with them and explain uh, what was wrong about these materials. And until they do those three things, it's clear that they do not care at all about the damage that they have done to America's children and the betrayal of their customer base.
1: All right, let let me get this straight, Chris. But first of all, let me just say this. Uh, The vast, vast majority of State farm field agents out there across America Mm -hmm. are good people, conservative. Most of them are conservative people. Right. Church going. Mm -hmm. uh, They don't approve of this garbage at all. And they let the home office, I'm sure, know about it yesterday Mm -hmm. when this became uh, broadly known in the news. But this is bizarre. What is an insurance company doing providing funding for books for children that promotes the LGBTQ. What what were the other letters we've added? IA+. plus.
2: IA+. Plus, is it like a a, Identity. a premium
1: membership or something? Yeah. What is that? It huh? used
2: to be LGBT. Then it was right. LGBTQ. And right. they've added some other things because, as they claim, things are expanding and there's more sexualities sure. out now, there than we do. Pretty soon they're going
1: to claim the whole alphabet. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, just just A, B, C, D. You're going to go to Greek right. letters. so, so uh, just... But just so people say, what what are you talking about exactly? You can read about this at our website, right? Mm-hmm. Which is AF, AFN.net. AFN.net, AFN.net, <laughs> AFN.net, and we posted it on our Today's Issues Facebook page if you want to get the information in your hand that we're talking about here. Uh, so so uh, what happened was a whistleblower inside the State Farm Company mm-hmm. – sent uh made this known to this group we just heard from what's research what
2: consumers research
1: and that's who you were interviewing yes right there and then they released it publicly Mm -hmm. and then it took state farm 24 36 hours to reverse course and renounce and say they're not a part of this any longer true
2: yes and i talked about that you didn't hear that we didn't hear that in the soundbite there from uh will held but i got into that with him uh this morning prior to the show and he said Part of the reason why they backed down is because people were calling their state farm agent in Main Street, USA, saying, I don't like this. You better stop doing this. I'm going right. to cancel my They were my going policy. to lose business mm-hmm. over this.
1: You know, this comes
0: under the heading, what were you thinking? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Now, in that clip, you heard uh, that this was brewing way back in January. Right. This is when this right. idea right. was introduced. Right. And like you, Tim, I know the vast majority of agents across the country, state farm agents, weren't aware of this. No. So somewhere, somebody in the head office somewhere thought it was a good idea to get State Farm involved with this. I'm so glad that whistleblower, whoever he or she is, came forward to put a stop to this. What
1: you got going on here, too, is the continuation of the uh, the woke crowd getting in places of influence, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: even in companies that are otherwise um, not political uh and and that's what you had here that they, they get in they 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 get in the, these uh woke far lefties they get in position they you have to here here's the buzzwords you want inclusivity mm-hmm. and diversity mm-hmm. if you hear those words i can almost guarantee you these uh, far left woke folks are in charge of that department yep. whether that be human resources mm-hmm. or marketing uh but what they do is, this is, happens in corporations all over America, these these people I've just described, they tell management, okay, you better do these things or else you're going to be branded a mm-hmm. homophobic or transphobic or racist company. Right? Mm-hmm. And these, these executives, many of them are just spineless. Yep. And there's no pushback to these people because mm-hmm. they're – scared of what might happen and, you know I mean, and it is real because the woke crowd will come after you yep uh you see what happened with the disney ceo mm-hmm. at first he said uh, we're not getting involved in in state politics talking about the florida law protecting children from sexual indoctrination between the grades of k through three well it didn't take him long the woke Crowd, even some of the employees inside Disney got hold of him, and he started basically uh, uh, groveling for his job, mm-hmm. saying, uh, "You know, all these things about we're going to stand with the LGBTQ A plus. Um, what did you say? Credit rating? Uh, what you <laughs> LGBTQIA whatever, A plus. Whatever that is. Anyway, consumers research. It, it was pathetic. The Here's this CEO of this major corporation, Disney. And he, he says the right thing at first. Hey, yeah. we're going to stay out of state politics. We're just going to run our business. We're not going to divide our customer base here. And, um, uh, didn't take him on. These people came down on his head and he said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I want to yeah. want to do better. It was anyway. So, uh, this is a victory uh, though it shouldn't have ever happened in the first place. Next story, Chris.
2: Well, I'm going to have Fred examine the, or set this up because he's been uh, following it and talking about it on the many shows that he does uh, host here from time to time as our utility the many
1: m a n y yes not many you uh, you you said m i n i I thought like like <laughs> did like, my southern like, come
2: out. But like, yeah,
1: I think so. Okay. Like many mouths. Well, I'm fixing wanted-
2: to toss this one over to Fred. Okay. I just want to. to no, I, I
1: understood you as a fellow Southerner. What you said. You know what I'm. I was at. interpreting yeah. for the broad listing audience
2: across America. It, what you were saying. From time to time, it comes yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. As ahead, I get though. more conversational with people, okay. my accent tends to come. Okay. Out. I get a little the-
0: nervous when I hear. Somebody said they're going to set it up. They're,
2: <laughs> they're setting Fred up here. <laughs> All right. Go to it. Okay. So the, the Sussman trial, that's oh, something yes. we've talked about on this program as mm-hmm. well as covered it on our radio and print platforms. But Fred here has uh, an update uh, on the Sussman trial there.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the media is covering this. The Associated Press hasn't done a story on this since the 19th. and I just can't figure this out because some explosive testimony is coming out of this trial. Michael Sussman, a lawyer, uh, has worked as a prosecutor, but he also worked for the Clinton campaign uh, back in 2016. Now, he has been charged, he is on trial, for lying to the FBI about the fact that he took a stack of papers that uh, supposedly linked uh, candidate Trump at the time to, the, to Russia. And uh, he told the FBI, gee, I... I'm not working for anybody. That was a lie. So that's why he's on trial. So what has happened since then is that we're starting to get even more information that backs up the, uh, the prosecution's case, including from a former Clinton uh, campaign director, Robbie Mook, who testified late last week that Hillary Clinton signed off on taking this information to the FBI. All right, so Nate, we now have a direct link from Hillary Clinton herself. Take this false information to the FBI, and they knew it. All right, so uh, columnist Sarab Amari, he's the founding editor of the online magazine Compact, was on Fox and Friends this morning and uh, basically saying, you know, we ought to be very concerned with the information that's coming out on this. Cut number two.
3: So this reveals two things, and, and they're related to each other. The first is just the sheer deviousness of the Clinton campaign, which we now know the planting of this story, uh, according to Robbie Mook, a senior uh, uh, Clinton aide, that this went up all the way to Hillary herself. And by by withholding Sussman's identity from federal authorities, they did a lot of damage. But the second thing, and it's related, is the politicization and the breakdown inside the FBI, all the processes that should should have prevented this from becoming you know a national psychodrama for four years brian we talked about right. collusion this that it was all nonsense and if the, the fbi had been both more diligent but also less politicized and less willing to be anti-trump perhaps we wouldn't have had the psychodrama
0: and to add to that uh, georgetown law professor jonathan turley Basically, you know, Hillary Clinton, he says, lied to
4: everyone about Trump, Russia, and it went on for years. Cut three. We know now that the, the Clinton campaign was behind both the Steele dossier, which mm-hmm. they secretly funded and hid that funding, and also the Alpha Bank uh, um, allegations. And in both cases, those were pushed to the FBI, pushed to the CIA, and most importantly, pushed to friends in the media. And what's really, really quite breathtaking in this case is that Hillary Clinton greenlighted uh, the, with the release of this claim, mm-hmm. even though the campaign was told that there are serious problems with what they were alleging. But she greenlighted it and then told the public something that was... Pretty much untrue, right? She went on to Twitter and said, Hey, Slate just ran a story that there's this connection through Alpha Bank. She and Jake Sullivan, now the National Security Advisor, uh, basically pretended to the public that this was all news to them and that they were breathless at, at this new disclosure when the campaign created this scandal and it was totally unfounded.
1: This uh, this is part of the Durham investigation. In case yes. people are wondering, the special counsel, this Sussman fellow, who's the lawyer here, who's in trouble with the uh, uh, federal government, he's the one who he 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 pitched. He tried to pitch this to the CIA. This connection between supposedly between Donald Trump uh, and uh, and a bank in Russia, the CIA uh, dismissed it. Uh, and then he went to the FBI and he got him some, he know, he knew some people at the FBI. Somehow he got a meeting with one of their top officials. Mm-hmm. Is this back in 16? Yes. Yeah. And so he gets a meeting with one of these FBI officials. Uh, and the FBI had already, uh, the first two agents who looked at this said, this is a bunch of bunk. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, the, 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 but the Sussman lawyer is told the FBI, I'm not working for anybody. I'm just here as a private citizen concerned about my country. Mm-hmm. I'm excused with the yeah. drama there with my, uh, I'm not a very good actor. But that's what he said. All the while, <laughs> he was billing the, the Clinton campaign his work for yes. his services yes. that's what he's in trouble for yes and he lied about that according to durham right yes and but but this whole thing it's like uh it's like uh jonathan turley there just said so hillary clinton and her team made concocted this story then they were able to get this sussman uh guy to go to the fbi with it the uh-huh. fbi is part, in large part, let's be honest, at least the leadership at that time were part of the deep state. They were Democrats. They hated Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and so they wanted this to be true. That's mm-hmm. my view. Okay, that's my take on it because of what happened subsequent to it. I mean, the FBI is held in great high esteem by the American people traditionally, right? Yep. But this, this kind of thing says that they were, it, it, at, at best, they were duped. Yes. And you're going, The FBI can be duped by this kind of phony little phony. uh, Can't even find out the guy's working for and and, and for uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign. Mm -hmm. They don't smell a rat here. That's what I'm saying.
0: And one other step here, which is really interesting and Turley just kind of referred to it very briefly. What happened was somebody in the Clinton campaign or perhaps the FBI took the information from Sussman. They leaked it to the media. Yeah. The media starts writing stories right, on right. this, and Hillary comes
1: out and says, right, "Look, look what right. the New York Times, look what right, Slate is right, reporting." Right, she she, <laughs> she 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 devised this whole scheme, and then she acted like she was shocked when the news <sighs> came available, came uh, came uh, to her yeah. friends and that her friends in the press reported that Donald Trump uh, was connected to some bank in Russia. This is uh, a movie, yeah. <laughs> well, and then the whole thing with the uh, the Mueller, oh. Two years when, <laughs> when when you could have it, it would have ta- it took really a, a reasonable person about two hours to figure mm-hmm. out this was a <laughs> there was no legs to this uh story but they two years you had the mueller, mueller investigation what I think happened there was the the federal government is notorious for unaccountability with when it comes to money and the Democrats were uh they charge of the house right right the, so you got this allocation of millions. I don't know how many, 20 to $40 million. And then, uh, then what's his name? The Mueller. Yeah. Mueller hires all these Democrat prosecuting attorneys to go after, to do the work. So they got a two year, basically cush job, yeah. so to speak, trying to uh, say that they're getting to the bottom of the Trump, uh, connection to Russia when in the end we all remember the testimony that Robert Mueller gave before the uh, before the Congress and he basically said two years we didn't find squat huh wait a minute huh I thought this was a uh, and then what was a chef Adam Schiff oh remember he had
2: the, he had the proof he had
1: the, he had the proof and we haven't seen it yet I mean really it, it, it is funny on one level uh uh it's humorous on one level on the other hand on the other level. It uh, served to undercut President Trump for a couple of years, uh, and his you know his presidency was plagued by this Mueller report that was supposed to do damning evidence provide damning evidence to his uh, to his presidency, and and now we see now we're learning with with John Durham that we never would have learned because the media, as you say, Fred, often they the 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 vast majority of of the mainstream media what we call the mainstream media in, in in our country they are left-wing ideologues yes they are okay so they agree with the democrats politically so they're not going to criticize them they're not going to do investigations that would be hurtful to the democrat party mm-hmm. which is a big problem uh in fact i'm sitting here looking at a fox news story and they say msnbc abc cbs nbc Ignore testimony. Yeah. So They're, the story we've been talking about here, which is a big political story, yes, the mainstream media isn't even covering it at all. And right. you said AP, which I, we get a lot of our news from here. Yeah.
0: I've been looking for stories on this ever since the Robbie Mook testimony, mm-hmm. which was last Friday. I think, I think it think was so, yeah. late, late Thursday, last Friday. No stories. And I just wrote the AP this morning. I Haven't had a reply yet. I I, said, I I linked to some of the other things. right. The Hill is covering Fox. Right. Even CNN has yeah. been doing oh, yeah. some coverage okay, of it. Okay, good. So I linked to all their stories, and I just asked, where's the AP? Right. I'm not getting any stories right. here. That's Listen, blind. what's going on here? You heard the word collusion? The collusion that went on right. is Hillary Clinton campaign, right. FBI, friends in the FBI, and, and, the and the media. Yeah.
1: That's the collusion. They, they, they all work to concoct this uh, yes. story. Yes. And as I said yesterday, I'll just repeat it again. Another thing that shows me that the FBI here in this particular story, again, this is not an indictment of all the wonderful field agents out there who do great work, but the damage was done to the credibility of the FBI when, when Hillary Clinton as secretary of state was using a private server to do our country's business. Mm-hmm. And the FBI investigated this and didn't even put her under oath. Yeah. Didn't even put her under oath. And then uh, James Comey said, oh, she, she didn't intend to do anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's not the FBI's job to say, uh, bless her heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was their job to find out was she violating federal law, which right. clearly she was. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. Well, after two years of COVID shutdown, Israel is open for business again. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. And you know, my wife, Allison, and I, we've been leading tour groups to Israel now for 20 plus years. And we're going to be joined by our sons, Wesley and Walker, as the family tradition continues in 2023. And we would love for you to come along with us. The trip is in March, 2023. The dates, the cost, the itinerary, everything you need to know is at TWHolyLand.com. That's TWHolyLand.com. It's going to be a wonderful experience to travel with Christians from across the country to Israel and see the land where Jesus walked, where the Bible comes to life. Again, visit TWHolyLand.com for all the information.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting Go Visit to the number 49596. Again, that's Go Visit to the number 49596. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, but it's also the place where you'll find lots of great American patriots. The popular hardware store announced they plan to honor our fallen heroes this Memorial Day. They plan to give away one million American flags. Ace also plans to donate American flags to VFW Post so they can decorate the graves of hometown veterans. Memorial Day is a sacred day in this nation, and what a blessing that a company like Ace Hardware is going the extra mile to ensure our fallen service members are never forgotten. Ace has a long history of supporting veterans. The company's name is an homage to the brave fighters of World War I, known as the Flying Aces. By the way, the flags are free of charge, no purchase necessary, but it might be nice to honor Ace Hardware by picking up an extra hammer or two. I'm Todd Starnes. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared... For those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9. American Family Radio.
0: This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at afr.net. Comments at afr.net. Hey,
2: today's a big primary day uh, mm-hmm. in some states, right? Oh, yes. yeah. <clears throat> what, sure. uh, Georgia?
0: Georgia's a big one, that's for sure.
2: Georgia is the big one because that involves uh, some Trump endorsements. Mike Pence has endorsed uh, the sitting governor. Uh, Donald Trump has endorsed someone that wants to unseat the governor in today's primary. But Brian Kemp is the, current is governor. A, is the
1: mm-hmm. governor now, and he's heavily favored today. Yes.
2: In a Republican
1: primary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Challenged by former Senator uh, Perdue. 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 Yeah. And uh, in this case, President Trump backed Perdue. Yes. Because he's he's ticked at Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, because he feels he didn't do enough to... Uh, what, uncover yep. voter fraud? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. He didn't the, challenge the 2020 election results enough, Yeah, is right. the stated and, opinion.
1: And what does uh, Governor Kemp say to that? Do you know? Yes, I did. Thank you,
2: Mike Pence, <laughs> is what he's saying. But, but it is. Uh, Pence is supporting. Uh, Correct. Pence is supporting Kemp. Yes. Yeah. If there's. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, the other story here is the huge turnout uh, prior to the primary day today, voting day today.
1: Huge turnout. Now, black people can't vote in Georgia. Fred, do you not understand this?
0: I know because President Biden told us in January that Jim Crow is alive and well in Georgia. Yes. Well, listen to the numbers, all right? Mm. So they have early voting. Over the last several days, people have been able to go in and vote in person. Right. Okay? 2018, I think it was 200,000 or so voted in person prior to Election Day. 2020, it was about 250,000 or so. Over 800,000 people have voted prior to the polls opening this morning in Georgia. Over 800,000.
1: The Democrats, too? Oh, sure. Yeah. Hasn't been a problem. They are making sure that brown and black people don't vote, right? Because that's what this is all about. Yes. Yes.
2: Well, Stacey Abrams claims it's the worst state.
1: I'm being, obviously, stupidly facetious here. Right. I don't know if I'd call myself stupid, but you're making a point. I'm being overly dramatic to make a point. Listen, folks, you remember last when this Georgia law was passed, and and the Atlanta, the uh, the Major League Baseball took the All Star Game away from Atlanta, uh, Coca Cola and Delta, and the corporations based in Georgia were just uh, saying this is a racist law. You remember? Uh, uh, the Hollywood crowd was saying we're not going to make movies in Georgia anymore because of this racist law. What Fred, the, Fred just gave the numbers here, there was nothing ever racist. This is all concocted. Joe, uh, Joe Biden's on TV going, this is the racist South, uh, you know, rearing its ugly head again. Yep. None of that was ever true. It's kind of like the Clinton, uh, kind of like the charges against Trump. None mm-hmm. of it was ever true. Nope. There was no voter suppression. Nope. You can't suppress people from voting today. All the laws are passed. Uh, I mean, uh, that were passed were uh, applicable to everybody. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is have a, an ID, and you can vote either prior to they, they. You said they've been. The polls have been open for how long in Georgia? It's been at least a week mm-hmm. or so. I think even longer. Quite. It, I, it I, could be I ten days I, or so. Yeah. Personally, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Well, I don't know why I feel the need to tell you personally, but I believe here, except that I'm one of the hosts of this show, (laughs) I don't believe in this uh, uh, a lot of this early voting stuff. Uh, I think that too is. um, I think we have voting day, okay. And if you don't, if you can't vote on voting day, then you go down and you um, um, get an absentee ballot. Yeah, but you got to make some effort. Mm -hmm. But you
0: have to apply for that absentee ballot. What happened in 2020, you had a bunch of states that just sent out absentee ballots, even unsolicited. Oh, yeah, millions
1: of them. That's what happened. I I haven't seen the movie uh, by Dinesh D'Souza. I've watched the trailer Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, I I wanted to watch it, but he he, uh, supposedly goes through a very detailed, documented case about uh, these mules that delivered massive votes for biden in Mm. some of the states mules by humans who were uh acting as carriers of these
0: collecting ballots
1: ballots so i won't go into all that but just to say this i think you have voting day and then if you if you're going to be uh out of town Mm -hmm. or you're housebound are there are you know there are numerous reasons why people can't vote on voting day then get an absentee ballot other than that forget it yes uh that's my view we're not gonna set up all these uh drop boxes like uh red what do you call the movie thing oh red, red box red, like yeah. red boxes everywhere right that's, in front of dollar that's general just, and- a, that's just that's ripe for fraud mm-hmm. right yes. there but georgia disagreed with Tim on this and their law passed by Republicans allowed for a lot of early voting. Mm -hmm. They had places you could go and drop it off. Uh, and what, what some of these, uh, race baiters do. And these Democrats, they say, if you got to have an ID that in and of itself is racist, which is insane. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane like like black and brown people can't get an id they don't know where to go yeah i mean it's, it's actually insulting
0: and is it is it true that black people never fly on airplanes no the last time i looked you have to have an id or a
1: driver's license yes or and they said they will come to your house and and take your photograph or they'll give you a uh, id for free right yes. it won't cost you anything so all that was a bunch of garbage, and the numbers today mm-hmm. prove the fact. You won't hear any more about this probably from the media uh, because the numbers of people voting in Georgia are are uh, on par with or increased from – before the uh, racist voting law was passed. Oh, right? yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's huge. I, we're yeah. we're talking maybe yeah.
1: 200 300% more. Yeah. What about Stacy Abrams who's <laughs> does she does she have a competitor in No.
0: No. Okay. No.
1: Well, uh if you don't have a competitor in a demo, in a primary, usually the numbers are down. Uh, but the, you're saying they're up in the Democrat primary?
0: It no, no. It that's 800,000 across the board. Okay. Here's the thing with Stacey Abrams. What was it, a couple of days ago? Yeah. She said, Georgia's the worst state in the country.
2: She may literally be the first governor elected to what she called the The worst worst
1: state. (laughs) I've never heard that kind of a campaign uh, (laughs) slogan.
2: If that's not a campaign ad between now and November, they did their job wrong. Stacey Abrams, the Democrat governor of
1: Georgia, says that her own state is the worst place to live in America. And she wants you to vote her governor of the worst state. I mean, that was just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brian Kemp, the current governor, should he win today? And it's expected that he would over his uh, mm-hmm. Republican challenger. He will be favored mm-hmm. again in uh, in November. Now, despite what happened two years ago, whenever it was that the uh, Biden's Barely won Georgia. Mm-hmm. This is if you believe it was an honest election. Okay, I'm just I'm just going with that. And then Warnock won uh, barely the Democrat Socialist. Mm-hmm. And what was the other fellow's name who won uh, the senator? Uh, oh, um, the Jewish uh, guy. Anyway, th- what I'm saying is that the Democrats won just I mean by a razor thin number of votes. Because Georgia is traditionally what's it got John Ossoff. Yes, him. A Democrat, uh so three Democrats on that day won statewide election in Georgia. You now Georgia is a red state. Mm-hmm. Always has been. Now I will agree that it's uh uh not as uh, because of the influx of Yankees yes. to um Atlanta. Yep. <laughs> huh? All right, and, and and also a lot of people who come there from other countries who are liberal mm-hmm. uh, in the Greater Atlanta area.
2: It changes the vote. It changes. It,
1: it makes it closer in Georgia, but Georgia still a, a a red state. Uh, I, I think that'll prove prove to be true. Uh, by the way, not all Yankees are 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 Democrats. I understand that, but I'm just saying you got a lot of northeasterners. Mm-hmm. Who are from blue states and they're mm-hmm. moving into Atlanta,
0: sure,
1: Greater Atlanta area, and they're Democrats. So, so that that makes the margins different. But you get out of Atlanta, uh, Georgia is like most of the South. It's a, it's red. Yes. So, mm-hmm. all right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, so today today is a big primary day. It's
0: also we got to watch uh, in uh, Adla- in Alabama. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah, uh, the Senate, the Republican, Republican. primary there, and uh, how is uh, Sarah, Mo- Sarah Huckabee Sanders going to do in Arkansas? She wants yes, yeah. to be the next governor there. So a lot of interesting races to report.
1: That's on. that's a Republican Senate primary in Alabama. Great. Alabama, three yes. candidates, likely going to be a runoff. There yeah. are two ve-
0: uh, uh, other Republicans, very very Mo close. Bo
1: Brooks, uh, who's our He's our friend here. Mm-hmm. He's been on with us many times uh, in the last few years. Yes. He's running. He's a, a United States House member, but they're running for Shelby's spot, who's retiring. Yes. In Alabama, and he has two competitors, Mo Brooks does. Yep. So that's a runoff situation. So of the three, it'll be a runoff between the top two vote-getters, true? Correct. Yes. Correct. So today's voting day in in, Georgia, in Alabama. Remember to get out there if you vote in the Republican primary. Yep. And other states, too?
2: uh i think uh, i'm looking at U.S. today they say georgia texas and more uh so yes. there's a lot of states oh,
1: yeah, well, yeah we got to
0: watch the in texas uh governor abbott uh has a challenger there so
1: democrat yeah is that the uh beto o'rourke uh not beto o'rourke it's uh
0: it's no this is the uh, republican primary oh, oh, i'm sorry republican bush. primary bush uh
1: young bush george p bush oh no, he's running against uh He's running for Attorney General. Attorney General. I'm looking it up. I don't think Abbott has a challenger. If he does, he doesn't have a chance. No. No. All right. Well, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. Tim, Fred, and Chris are here. And um, we have a special guest now joining us on the program, Dr. Tara Sander-Lee. She is Senior Fellow and Director of Life Sciences at Charlotte Lozier Institute. I'm not going to say all that again. I'm just going to say welcome, Dr. Lee. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Do you go by Dr. uh, Sander Lee or just Lee?
6: Um, Honestly, you can use either one. Um, Professionally, I usually go by Dr. Sander Lee.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, thanks yeah. for like me you just don't call me late for dinner right you've never heard that yeah, one before just, i have <laughs> okay I have, yeah oh, well, i appreciate too. you I laughing there <laughs> everybody's going we've heard that tim all right uh so uh, uh tell us about your uh okay tell us what you do professionally uh, every day
6: yeah absolutely so I am a scientist. Um, We're 20 years of experience being a scientist, running a research lab, you know, the real geeky part of it, trying to understand pediatric disease um, in children. Um, But then the Holy Spirit called me um, about 10 years ago to speak up. For the littlest ones among us, um, the unborn. And so what I do now is I work for the Charlotte Lozier Institute, which is the nation's premier science and data institute on sanctity of life issues. So I do scientific research, legislative testimony, presentations, writings, anything that can help educate policymakers and the public on the value an undeniable humanity of every life, from fertilization till natural death, and so as you can probably imagine, we're really busy right now.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> with
6: everything going on.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a uh, you have a new book out which I want to recommend? I, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but uh, talk about that if you would.
6: Absolutely. So the new book is called "Choose Life: Answering Key Claims of Abortion Defenders with Compassion." And this is just such an amazing resource. Uh, My chapter deals with one of the main claims that abortion defenders uh, say that the the unborn child is not a person. So my chapter is all about really explaining the undeniable humanity of the unborn child from fertilization um, up until natural birth inside the womb, how the baby is developed, how God wove each and every one of us together inside the womb, um, and So what's wonderful about this book is that it goes through some of the main claims that abortion defenders use to say why abortion is okay and why it should, and why it should be legal. And so we with compassion have very thoughtfully and intellectually gone through each one of these claims and provided facts and information that people can use. So for example, let's say you have a neighbor or a coworker that just is very pro-choice and just keeps coming back with these same main claims, but it's my body by choice. The baby is just a clump of cells. It's not really a baby. Well, you can use this resource as a way to in very compassionately, in a very kind way, explain to that person the key arguments, um, the key reasons for why abortion is not okay, and to address those arguments that they continue to go back to over and over, and that are just honestly misinformation
1: and false claims. We're talking to Dr. Tara Sander Lee, S-A-N-D-E-R, and last uh, last last word Lee, L-E-E. She is with the uh, uh, the uh, the excuse me the uh, Charlotte Bozier Institute. What's the name of the book again, and where can people get it? And I know Fred has a question for you.
6: Absolutely. So the name of the book is Choose Life, Answering Key Claims of Abortion Defenders with Compassion. It was published by Moody Publishers. You can go straight to the Moody Publisher site and get a copy. It's also available on Amazon as well. Um, so you can, um, it's, it's, it's very easy to find access to, just type in Choose Life, and I'm sure it, it will come up very quickly.
0: Dr. Lee, Fred here. You know, one of the things that I've heard uh, on the pro-life side the advancements in science and the advancement in treatments of the unborn. How surgeries can now be done on babies in the womb. That has done a lot to convince the skeptical that this really is a human being. When they can operate, yeah. whether it's, it requires brain surgery or whatever the case may be. Uh, talk a little bit about that. The importance of scientific advancement in proving that this is a human being in that womb.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. I mean, that's why it just science shows that Roe is so outdated because science and medicine has made tremendous advancements, tremendous advancements since nineteen seventy-three. So, like you said, surgery, that's just one area. And and the reason we can diagnose these babies so early inside the womb and actually even per, offer this surgery that is life-saving surgery that can repair defects inside the womb. The reason we can do that in part is because ultrasound has advanced so much. I mean, before Roe, you could barely even see the baby inside the womb. It was like black and white dots. Now we have unprecedented clarity of the unborn child inside the womb. You can see behaviors. But as you mentioned, with that You know, with all this advancement, with these advancements in technology, such as ultrasound, and then advancements with surgery, and then knowing now that the baby can feel pain and that we need to give them anesthesia, that ushered in this whole new revolution called fetal surgery. That now, you know, places like CHOP in Philadelphia are routinely performing surgeries on these babies inside the womb. And repairing these defects, saving them. And they actually celebrate each year. They have a reunion of all of those babies that they saved and they wow. just celebrated their two thousandth, you know, baby that just survived the surgery. And it's incredible. And and not only that, you know, these babies are being treated, as you mentioned, like a separate patient. They are receiving anesthesia, just like you would if you were outside the womb, to prevent the suffering, to prevent the pain. And some of these fetal surgeries are happening as early as 15 weeks. And it is just remarkable. And not only are these babies surviving, but they have, you know, they show much better outcomes if they have the surgery. For some of these, um, for some of these birth defects, they show much better outcomes if they have the surgery before birth than outside the womb, if they wait. So it's just, it's incredible how science has advanced. To treating these little babies, just like you know, because they are, they are just they are separate human beings, separate patients that deserve a voice, that deserve protection, and and access to all these wonderful technologies to save them.
1: Doctor Sandra Lee, uh, when do uh, unborn babies feel pain?
6: So that's a great question. Um, we know that babies, because of more advanced science we now know that babies can feel pain potentially as early as 12 weeks gestation. And what's really interesting is that one of the main neurobiologists that used to say, oh, you know what? The unborn child don't feel pain. His name was Dr. Stuart Derbyshire. He was an endorser of earlier statements saying that the unborn didn't feel pain until well after viability, you know, like uh, later in pregnancy. But he recently co-authored a paper with John Bachman that actually says that, you know what, I've looked at all of the data now, the more recent data, and I know now that I was wrong, and that pain actually begins very early on, potentially as early as 12 weeks, and this is a matter of moral significance, because these excruciating abortion procedures, you know, these this is when babies feel pain, and, and so it's it's a really important area of medicine that cannot be ignored
1: you know when when we we have to describe abortion um you know i'm always sensitive we have a lot of maybe kids let children that are in the car with mom or dad it's just ghastly uh Mm -hmm. and and you just wonder how can anybody do this to an unborn baby uh but i uh but anyway, the good news is that uh, there's a that the Roe versus Wade decision will be overturned in a few weeks. Who knows when the Supreme Court will announce this? But that's what everybody's saying, which will return abortion law to the states as it was prior to 1973. And now, then, uh, Dr. Sandra Lee, we can begin to use your work and others to uh, educate voters across the country in many red states now uh, pro-life laws are ready to be going into effect they've just been waiting on roe versus wade to be overturned but still we can go about <clears throat> educating the uh the the the, the, po- the mass populace on on uh what happens in an abortion and why human life is at risk there and should be protected so i guess you're like us you're in I know it's not the end of the battle, so to speak, right. but at the same time, it it would, it would represent a, a huge positive step forward, right? For, for, That's exactly yeah. right.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the draft opinion holds, it's right. leaked, right, um, this this is going to bring the issue of abortion back into the states, and so the American people have a voice right. these are elected officials. To reach consensus, what does what do they want in their state? Right. And you know, polling shows that the majority of Americans want to put limits, want to put limits on this. I mean, right. if you compare us even to Europe, we are more extreme than Europe. We are in the same camp as China and North Korea when it comes to our abortion laws and how extreme they are. And so, it is it is time to give the American people a voice to have the unborn right. child. Uh, you know, have that, that voice that they need. They, they are a separate human being from the moment of conception, and they deserve a voice. Uh,
1: again, what's, the, what's your website? The
6: website for the Charlotte Lozier Institute is lozierinstitute.org. That's L-O-D-I-E-R and then institute.org, and you will find amazing resources on that website, including a new website that we developed called The Voyage of Life, Voyage of Life that, um, that will will basically put it into your hands and you can see for yourself how the how the unborn child are developed inside the womb and all these exciting things that I've been telling you about um, with, with how science has advanced over the years.
1: Amen. Well, thank you. Appreciate it, uh, Dr. Sander Lee. We look forward to talking to you again sometime real soon.
6: Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay. YouTube bye
0: bye. I don't know if you guys remember back it's several years ago now the cover of Time magazine I think it was where one of the uh, early surgeries done on the unborn and you saw the hand of the baby mm-hmm. wrapped around the finger of the surgeon. That was one of the most powerful images of its time that this is a human being.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was incredible. I had a tr- I'm told it had a tremendous impact on young people.
2: I remember a high school teacher of mine showing us, I, I believe it was that photo. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah.
0: goes back several years.
2: You do that now, you get fired. you know. Hey yeah. Chris,
1: we got a minute or two left here. What do you have left? I have stack some, of stuff. I have there? some
2: positive interesting news. a Give first, it to us. Uh, A first from Arby's. They're selling a fast food staple they've never offered before. Uh, this is according to CNN, which means it's totally true. Sure, uh, Arby's is offering or about to soon offer uh, a a burger. It's called the Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. It's uh-huh. going to cost five ninety nine as a limited time offer, beginning Monday through July thirty first. Uh, Wagyu apparently means Japanese cow. And it refers to specific breeds of cattle, and is known for its rich flavor and buttery tenderness. So, Arby's, we have the meat. We have the meat now. Has hamburger meats. Well,
1: uh, hamburger. So, Arby's—they're uh, a roast beef place. They yeah. are, but they're going to go hamburger. They're going
2: to have a hamburger in addition to the roast Not beef. Not just
1: any hamburger. Now, that that uh, kind of meat you just described—is mm-hmm.
2: that called Wagyu uh, steakhouse burger? Is what it's called. It's yeah, Japanese I've had beef. that before.
1: It's a very tender, mm-hmm. extremely tender uh, beef. It's delicious, and now it's pricey. It'll Both cost
2: them. you $13 just to drive to Arby's based on today's gas prices, <laughs> but you'll get the burger for five ninety nine. Uh
1: That was a good one. It's a bad one, but it is. Yeah. it's painful to hear you say that, but it's, it's funny. I'm going to go manage uh, my baseball you team. Go, you, go, you go manage your baseball team, Chris. All right, Fred and I uh, are going to take a break right here. We'll be back in five minutes with more with Steve Jordahl. Stay with us.